0: What should happen? time out, let's reassess. Maybe we got this wrong. What would you hope to happen that the FBI would slow down because this is the outcome determinative document that's just had a hole blown through it. They don't slow down. They use the document they now know to be a bunch of garbage twice more to get a warning against Carter Page. I hope Carter Page gets a lawyer and sues the hell out of the Department of Justice and the FBI. Two more warrants were obtained by the Department of Justice and the FBI after being told in January by the Russian guys all a bunch of bull. But it gets worse. Here's how they describe the interview to the court. The FBI found that the Russian-based subsource to be truthful and cooperative. Nothing about, and oh, by the way, He said everything in there is a bunch of bull. You knew in January 2017, if there was no doubt before, you know by the guy who prepared it that he disavowed everything. It's not true. It's a grain of salt. You shouldn't. I didn't say all these things. Instead of stopping, they keep going. And instead of telling the court the the truth, what they're required to do, they lie to the court. A few irregularities. How would you like this to happen in your life? How would you like to be on the receiving end of this to our people in the, the news business? What would you like? How would you like this to be your news organization?
1: All right. That, of course, Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham. I thought he he hit his high watermark during the Kavanaugh hearings. He's been phenomenal. Now, I'm not going to get into this argument. Let's bring in Joe and Hunter and uh, and the whistleblower and uh, uh, the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar. and And we'll make it all part. No, I actually don't agree with that. Get it over. But Lindsey Graham said to me last night, you can tell your audience for me, from me, that all of this is going to be investigated at the highest levels. He's not letting it go. So and the reasoning is, is you get out of this because you give them an extra week. They'll throw another 15 articles of impeachment out at the president because that's how freaking nuts they are. Anyway, eight hundred nine four one Sean. if you want to be a part of the program. I, and I can be persuaded either way, I, as long as it gets done. Because we're not going through this with nothing and then allowing quid pro quo Joe to walk away with a zero experience on Hunter uh, scot-free. That's not how it works in this country. Finally, we've got the... A, an attorney general and a prosecutor that have made it clear that everything that we reported—I've never had in my entire life, 31 years in radio and now my 24th year at Fox—an article that shocked me about me. Jeff Lord did it. What's his website again? It's uh, and I know he works with the Spectator.
2: Uh, oh, name, Jeffrey the Jeffreylord.com. Did you read this? This, this did you? The say guy, the guy is unbelievable. Said?
1: Now we it's look, all to we've the been earth. friends for a lot of years. He follow he listens every day. He comes on w- when we invite him on anytime we want him. I like they him love almost him as, as much as Carter. He writes the vindication of Sean Hannity in a relentless pursuit of the truth. I, I, I was like nobody's going to care. We were right about Obama. Never nobody ever wrote about it. We spent and by, and he gives credit to a lot of our ensemble cast members. We didn't do this alone. And I I. The mob,
2: think of all they've gotten wrong. So let me tell you something, a little secret. And I'll, I'll you know, tell Carter too, since he's here. So well, Carter Page is going to join us. Yeah, Sunday. well, he is joining us. So, uh, But I'm he's, just, he's just right being now. very patient. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeffrey, the other day, goes to the, the uh, rally in Hershey. So he's sitting in a car, cars in front of him. Guy pays his way through the uh, parking attendant because he sees Jeffrey through his rear view, which is just incredible. And Jeffrey's like, no, I have VIP passes. I'm already paid for it. Give his money back. You know, he's a true Jeffrey, sweetheart. Gets through, parks his car. He's like walking around. Couldn't even get to the front of the line. Either people wanted to talk to him about you, Sean, and talk about all the good things you're doing, or they wanted to talk to him, working for Reagan, supporting Trump. He said people are fired up and they're pissed. He said they're so angry. About what's happened. And I have to say, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. He said, people love you, Sean. You're well loved out there. So, you know.
1: You know, <laughs> not to say anything, but when it <laughs> it was a little odd, you get in the middle of this crap and we have done, I think, our deepest dive we've ever done on any one topic. And I thought we did a really good job vetting Obama when the media wouldn't. We worked really hard on all of that, but we were right. And I'm very proud of everybody that had a part to play in that. Because that's our goal. It is about the pursuit of truth, and everybody else is lying. Now, I want to introduce Carter Page, and I love what Lindsay said there about Carter Page. Now, in the course, Carter, I want to I walk through this systematically with you. How many times
3: do you think radio and TV? You've been on my shows. I've lost track a long time ago, Sean. But it, it, it was uh, it was an honor the first time, and uh, you know and now you can't <laughs> stand me anymore. <laughs> no, so. no, it, it's uh, you know, I mean what. To be on the number one show on uh, on TV. And I mean, it's uh, I mean, it was it was a great so honor. But you have 625
1: but the, the- of the greatest, biggest, best radio station in the country. <laughs> How many times did I press you? And at times to the point where you are uncomfortable over what you what you were doing in Russia, what you did for a living, why you were there. Uh, what would you do with information? Who did you sit down with uh, in terms of three letter agencies in the country when you got back? How hard do you think, on a scale of one to ten, I pushed you at times on those issues? <laughs> you kept pushing and
3: pushing, Sean, and and digging. I was nice deep, about yeah. it. Well, no, it, well, you were. I mean, it's consistent with what you, Linda, the the entire Hannity ensemble have been doing for so long. Is really just digging for the truth, and you know, again, it's a uh, it's confidential government information. The things I was involved in, I I tried to respect that confidentiality, but unfortunately. Eventually, you know, there are a lot of criminal leakers in other people that have uh, worked for and in the U.S. government. Because you're yeah. you're
1: at the epicenter, Carter. This was all they used you. La- they used you. They they took, they stripped you of all your civil liberties, all your constitutional rights. You were denied all of them. They spied on you for a year. But really, you were just a conduit. A one step, two step, as we call it, which is once you get the FISA warrant to spy on Carter Page and OK, we can use the whole Russian narrative. And I thought Kimberly Strassel tying this back to Fusion GPS in May was very revealing because the official story is it started in July and that's another lie. But that's what your country did to you, just like the way they treated General Flynn. So I wanna I wanna stay focused. And if I need to take more time than this half hour, I will. Because I would push you and I would say, Well, who did you meet with when you came back from Russia? And you would say, Well, uh, very uncomfortably. Well, I would sit with people from the government and you'd and then I said you'd answer every question they had. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And you'd have lunches and dinners, right? did remember those conversations? I I remember them vividly, Sean. Do you remember when I got a little pissed off one day because you would you were ducking me and dodging me and I was calling you out? I, I said, You're not answering me, are you?
3: <laughs> yes, one particular interview you remember uh yes, yes, i I remember that one very, very vividly. <laughs> so what I began to
1: figure out based on the information as it was unfolding, at some point, and I think I said it to Linda in the middle of the interview, I can actually talk to her by hitting a button when you're talking. <laughs> I said he worked for our, he worked for our, our intelligence community. He was in the CIA. remember Linda? Yes, boss. And then I pushed you harder. And then, based on the way you ducked, I knew that was correct. How many years did you serve your country in this capacity?
3: Now it's out there; you can talk about it. Well, it, it goes back. I mean, my first time uh, when I worked in the Pentagon in nine, uh, starting in the middle of '93 through the end of uh, of '94. Um, you know, that's that's was the start, and you know, I spent some time at it Langley then. So. You know. Uh, by
1: the way, you see, uh, you see, he's still he's still blocked <laughs> into his whole method of of thinking. That's fine. You don't have to give us every detail. But when when somebody is working with the greatest intelligence agencies in the on the planet, um, and you're in a country like Russia, and by the way, of course Putin interfered in our elections and Russia did. We already know that. And Devin Nunes warned about it in 2014. They didn't do anything to stop it. But I'm just guessing. That if they discover that you're working for the CIA, your life might be in jeopardy, right? Didn't Putin, wasn't he responsible for poisoning some people that he didn't like? Uh,
3: that's the allegation. Yes. yeah, yep.
1: And when you would come back and I kept digging and pushing you and I'd ask you again and again, I said, well, would you meet with the CIA? Would you meet with the NSA? Uh, and, and the answer was always Yes. So the reality is, is now we know not only did they strip you of your constitutional rights and liberties and and civil liberties, but they even altered a document to do it because the CIA confirmed that you were not only did you not only did work for them, but you were in good standing.
3: Is that true now? Do we now have that as fact that was in the report. Yes. Uh, yes, Sean. And I, I I greatly appreciate that they uh, that and they, they revealed and that they, fact. Yes.
1: And they also they made it just the opposite. They said they lied. They altered the document that was exculpatory
3: for you and said just the opposite, didn't they? Yes. And again, I, I, I would highlight what you said a few minutes ago about As a way of getting at President Trump, because this is precisely what they've been doing to him nonstop uh, throughout this uh, the last several years. And I mean, it's up on the screen now with this all this impeachment stuff. So, yep.
1: Now, where I began to get more and more information based, number one, on pushing you and then your non answers answers, which I called you out on. I mean, there was one show in particular. I was a little mean. (laughs) <laughs> uh, because you're not answering Carter. Carter, give us the answers. We're looking for answers. But when Mueller brought you in, how many hours were you with Mueller and his team?
3: A full day. A full day, Sean. Yep. A full day. And nothing ever happened, did it? <laughs> no, and they they were really annoyed because it was all uh Democrat donors who were uh in the room with me. Three and, th- three angry Democrats.
1: And yep. they all knew as well then who you were. And what
3: you did for your country and your government and where you worked. True or false? That's true. And they also, I mean, it was really the greatest invasion of privacy, right? Because, I mean, that's after the warrants. That was in November of 2017. The uh, warrants expired a couple months earlier. And so they've already been listening. You know, the U.S. government has already been listening to me. And the Trump campaign and Trump administration, through my communications with them, for uh for over a year right and they they find nothing and then they're they're just pushing me to try to find uh some possible uh um perjury trap that they can they can catch me out on so
1: well and nothing came of it because i'm sure that the letter that was altered to make you into a a villain
3: when they said just the opposite have you seen that letter um, uh, I've I've seen the description in the in the report, um, but you know what's interesting, Sean. And no, 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 you're not answering. I'm not letting you get away with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you seen the letter? Uh, perhaps, perhaps.
2: Maybe yeah. you let him letter, think about it in the break. Uh, was no, no,
1: no. Was the letter exculpatory, and did it say you were a great American that served your country well? The essence of it
3: uh the sean look there are there You're is ducking. so much there's so My- much documents there are so many documents i the level of evidence clear and convincing i mean but the overwhelming the, the, here's what i'm trying to yeah, get at yeah. the agency
1: told them you were a person in good standing can i say that yeah
3: yeah i mean that's yep and then that's they changed it
1: yep to say just the opposite is that fair yes yes yep This ought to scare the living crap out of every American. What they did with General Flynn ought to scare the crap out of every American. This is this is the biggest abuse of power corruption scandal in history. And I told you they used the dirty dossier and without the dirty Russian Clinton bought and paid dossier. They wouldn't have gotten the FISA warrant to spy on this guy. But they also withheld exculpatory evidence. I'm going to get into that next, Carter. So start preparing your answers and phone conversations, et cetera, and things you said. And then on top of it, they knew they were lying. They altered documents to continue the spying, illegal spying. 800-941-SHAWN want to be a part of the program carter's gonna hate me but it's fine <laughs> could never everyone hate else, you sean everyone in the mob hates me already so it doesn't matter i'm i'm perfectly accepting my role as being <laughs>
3: you, you're br- hated by you, many you're bringing the country together sean to the contrary by exposing the truth so no, well, no. well done <laughs> this, this, trust me
1: just like they don't care about you, they don't care about me either. All right, so we're doing a deep dive. Carter Page has agreed to spend a little more time with us. Steve Scalise will uh, be checking in with us as well. And Donald Trump uh, Jr. checks in as well today. Uh, we'll also have time for your calls in the next half hour. Eight hundred nine four one 941 But we got to get, we got to dig down deep here. We've got to fully, completely comprehend, understand exactly what it is, how corrupt Comey's FBI is has been and continues to be. Because if we don't get to the bottom of it, we're never going to solve the underlying problems, which means it puts everybody's civil liberties in jeopardy. That would mean your civil liberties. That would mean your kids, your grandkids. Everybody suffers when the 1% not the 99 rank and file intelligence and law enforcement guys special agents in the FBI when they u- abuse and use the powerful tools of intelligence and turn them on we the people more carter page stan junior coming up as we continue
0: carter page who's been on the receiving end of all this the foundation to believe he was a foreign agent comes from a dossier that we'll talk about in a minute in that dossier provided by Christopher Steele, and we'll talk about him in a minute, they claim that Carter Page meets with three people known to be Russians, Russian agents, people associated with Russia. Carter Page, while being wiretapped by his government, says, I don't know two of these people. And to this day, there's no proof that he ever met two of those three. The third person he says says, Yeah, I met him. I told the CIA about my meeting because I was a source for the CIA. So they would have you believe that Carter Page is working against our government, not with our government. So Carter Page in the summer of 2017 is trying to tell anybody and everybody, I was working with the CIA. I reported my contact with this person. And nobody believed him. The CIA had told the FBI it was true earlier, but it never made it through the system. Somebody got so rattled at the FBI, they asked Mr. Smith to check it out. He checks it out. He communicates with the CIA. Is Carter Page a source for you? In an email exchange, they say, yes, he is. What does Mr. KleinSmith do? He alters the email to say, no, he's not. And you caught him. I don't know how you caught him because you got to dig into this email chain.
1: Wow. What a powerful moment. That was Wednesday with the Inspector General Horowitz talking about Carter Page, who's on our newsmaker line. Now, you know, one little side note before I get into this KleinSmith issue with you and and what you explained on those phone calls. do you know, Carter, how many people tried to warn me off you? <laughs> you know how many people told me you would burn me? How Do you want to know? I never told you this. How many people said
3: uh, me putting you on was going to be a, a, a career killer for me? I, I can only imagine, Sean, because I, uh, when we had our first interviews years ago, I was just getting attacked nonstop by all sides. So those people that said that to you are just consistent with sort of the mass. I don't even remember. I tried to go back in the recesses of my mind. I can't even remember. I just remember people don't don't trust that guy. I remember. No, I remember that that those. I think I told you at the time, didn't I? (laughs) Not not well. No, I don't know. You're you're diplomatic, Sean. You're very uh, you're. uh... So listen to what
1: Lindsey Graham just said. I want you to tell this audience when you hear that. When you
3: you absorb that, what do you think? Well, Sean, you know, again, what he's talking about are things that you and I have talked about for years. I'm just happy that we now have a a document from the government, which, you know, a serious in-depth investigation, which basically confirms everything you, your team have been digging into and reporting for the last uh, several years. You know, I mean, it's it would never have been possible if it weren't for, you know, people like uh, Chairman Graham and Congressman Nunes and so many people. And again, you provided a platform for them to to actually state the truth, you know, in terms of starting the interview. There were times you actually
1: told me that off air that I was over the target and more right than I ever knew. (laughs) You remember telling me that?
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, you know, when you're doing like trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together, tell us about this guy, Kleinsmith.
3: Well, the sad thing about him, I I mean, again, there are a lot of allegations of wrongdoing uh, with him. The thing that really disturbs me the most, again, I I think the overarching, the 17 separate instances of FBI misconduct and abuse that were exposed in the investigation, inspector general's report is, is just, you know, as, as chairman Graham has told you, uh, uh, just, uh, ugly and damning. Right. I mean, this is that, well, you know, well, the things that, my, way, my that, that
1: 17 has, significant failures and and omissions, but it
3: subsections into over 50 offenses, but yeah, go ahead. I, I know. And you've, I know you've, uh, been digging into that as well with your, your whole ensemble team, uh, here, but, um, but the thing that bothers me the most in my interactions with FBI lawyer Smith is when I, again, I had a long series. I spent over 10 hours with the FBI in March of 2017. I ended up getting more death threats and I, you know, and I told the FBI about the, you know, the terror threats that I was surviving then. And unfortunately early the next month, they had a, uh, another, um, another media report you know in that in the constant series of craziness there and i got more death threats you know and unfortunately it was related to a disclosure in that instance of me being an fbi informant right so that gets out in the public and you know and i tell mr kleinsmith about that myself you know i had a direct email exchange with mr kleinsmith And also with, um, you know, I mean, my my look, my uh, one of the volunteer lawyers that was helping me at the time had had already spoken with him a few times. And so it was on his radar scope. So, yeah, I mean, I think what he did in terms of all the dishonesty, I mean, that's bad. But what's worse is the, you know, life or death situation that the FBI not only did nothing about Sean, they made it even worse. Right. Because that was early April 2017. Just a couple weeks later in the Washington Post, they reveal about the FISA warrants against me and I get more uh, death threats and let, let you know, me, but living terror let's, 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 let's
1: go a little deeper into this. The yeah. threats are coming mm-hmm. from associates abroad,
3: like from Russia.
1: Well, no,
3: actually, it, it, and again, it goes back to the, the well, reporting. Well, doesn't it
1: go to in some sense, because in, in many ways, I think you would fit as a to be defined in some ways as a covert operative and certainly on this program with me you were exercising plausible deniability to the best you could until I finally figured it out took a while and a little bit of digging and pushing and prodding and poking but I got there in my own head and I remember the moment I said to Linda he works for the CIA I promise you he does and she I think Linda you looked at me you said you're probably right
2: yeah no I I definitely did (laughs) I was
1: like
3: I'm not surprised if so
1: did you get any (laughs) threats from any of the people that you met
3: abroad Well, it's always a threat, Sean, but the, the, the specific ones that I, uh, informed Mr. Kleinsmith of, in which I had in-depth discussions with the FBI agents, you know, members of the, of the Comey McCabe team back in March of 2017 was, you know, was, were actually domestic threats and more specifically all stemming from the false defamatory reports That were paid for by the uh, by the DNC and pushed with their consultants that were, you know, part uh, part opposition research people and part uh, bureaucrats in the DOJ and FBI. And, you know, you you've been uncovering that for years. So, you know, I mean, you know, all kind of the background on that part.
1: All right. So let, let me let me go to this other area where we can. So you have these threats and all of this is unfolding in your life. And meanwhile, you're doing just the opposite. And who, who are the agents in the FBI? You said it was Mueller's team and Comey. I'm sorry, McCabe and Comey's team. Was it Peter Strzok who interviewed you?
3: No. And what's interesting, Sean, it's funny. And so I guess I can say it now. You know, I don't like saying it, but the. uh I mean, the CIA guys that I've, I've worked with with over the years. I mean, I don't know, want to we, put anybody's life in jeopardy. Well, but, OK, but, it, but of the players in that the players
1: that are well known to us. Yeah. Who was it?
3: No, it, it was none of those. No one. I mean, it, you know, there was, there are abbreviations in the inspector general report, which you've been looking through, you know, working through. Um, and there, you know, they have various code names. But, you know, similarly, and that's what I was leading into. So, you know, the CIA people that I'd meet with over the years would say, well, here's, you know, here's my name. Here's my business card. Here's my uh, here's my email address. But it's not my real name. (laughs) You know, I mean, they'd intimate to me. And unfortunately, uh, the names that these uh, agents gave me in in March 2017, I I tried digging a little bit and I think they're uh, they're not. The actual names, although they, they never admitted it to me like this. Do you CIA know who they team. are now? All right. So I don't now, know. No, I don't I know. I mean, I know I, I could. I mean, if they were standing in front of me, I would be able to identify. You'd be able to identify yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Um. At any point, did anybody ever apologize
1: to you? That may sound like a really dumb question.
3: No, not only did they not apologize, Sean, in terms of, you know, people within the uh, DOJ and FBI and and. Uh, actually, I do have an exception. I'll, I'll mention that, but let's let's talk about a government context first. Um, not only did they not apologize, they've actually been stonewalling nonstop throughout the uh, throughout the months and years since. I've sent several letters, several requests to FBI Director Ray, you know, asking for some disclosure, right? Because you know, I'm trying to get to the bottom and kind of start rebuilding my life but you know unfortunately the the rebuilding process has not really um at least that i've seen i I mean i'm exceptionally grateful of attorney general barr and what he's doing and and obviously spoken
1: with him yet
3: no not yet not yet
1: i would imagine have you spoken with durham yet uh no nope okay um So at the end of the day, do you remember how many times I'd ask you, do you love your country? You love your country, right? And you'd say, of course. And you served your country. Would you say the work that you were doing for the CIA and other agencies and other groups, et cetera, was dangerous? It could be.
3: Well, and it it became dangerous in, you know, after on September 23rd, 2016, when the defamatory news report came out by U.S. government propaganda agencies and they're, you know, the, the, the media outlets, they're funding Radio Free Europe uh, based on the defamatory Yahoo News article, right? Which was then, you know, as we now know, and now we'll see in the inspector general report was, you know, part of the basis for this uh, abusive process in the uh, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. You know, I just think, well, first of all, I'm
1: fascinated. I think if one of the things that if I ever had my life to do live over again, besides like singing anthem songs like John Bon Jovi and and songs like Garth Brooks and Kenny Chesney, um, I would love to do this work because it's fascinating to me. It's very important work. One of the things that worries me in all of this, Carter, is that we we need FISA. We need there are evil actors on the world stage.
3: Russia is one of them. Hostile regime led by a hostile actor. You're absolutely right, Sean. And I think it uh, when you interviewed both uh, Senator Ted Cruz and I, he actually came on before me uh, on Monday. And, you know, he said the exact same thing I was going to say to you. Right. I mean, what we saw in Monday's report is just the first step. Carter Page, stay right there. Our final moments with Carter coming up. All
1: right, our final moments with Carter Page, uh, fully vindicated this week. I want you to wrap wrap this up and put a big bow on it in the Christmas spirit. What you want America to learn from this and also what you plan to do about this, considering they took away your civil liberties and they did it on by design and on
3: purpose. Sean, I think this is the start of a huge rebuilding process. I mean, I think I have been just so grateful to Chairman Graham and the entire Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, Senator Kennedy, who was on your show this week as well. Just such a long list. And I mean, you've you have been on the forefront in terms of the the media and actually uh, starting to set the record straight. And I, I have, uh, there's definitely a lot well, this is, you know, similar to what we were just discussing, just a first step in a very long process. I think both in terms of rebuilding our country, our intelligence. It's committee. critical. Yeah. And so, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to help personally? in any anyway. Well, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hoping to, uh, you know, write and educate the the country about this. And I, I think that, you know, the litigation process, our, our court system, we've talked about the problems in Congress. You know, some of those death threats I got were on March, 20, 2017, when Congressman Adam Schiff is reading from that fake dossier into the congressional record, you know, th- that was actually the worst day of the uh, terror threats that I, well, I lived through. What a lot, what a, I, I had him nailed from the beginning,
1: <laughs> a congenital liar. um, <laughs> You deserve uh, you need your day in court and I hope you sue the living crap out of every single one of these people involved in this, because, you know, not only were you serving your country and you love your country, then they spy on you for it because they don't like who is running on the other side. They abuse their power. It's corrupt. We better fix it. Or we're going to lose our Constitution and country. Uh, Carter, uh, want to wish you the best in the holiday season. I know you you've too, been through Sean. hell. I thank hope you, you so feel much. a
3: certain sense of vindication now. At this point, you certainly deserve it. Well, I, I really appreciate everything that you and the team have done for uh, since the very beginning, Sean. You you were really the well. On you the helped us put today.
1: the pieces together. Yeah. It was different. It was like pulling teeth, but you helped us. <laughs> uh, Carter Page, thank you. 941 Sean, Sean. toll free telephone number. Don Junior, coming up straight ahead. Coming up next,
4: our final news roundup and information overload hour. And this amendment strikes the reference to Joe Biden as the center of the proposed investigation and replaces it with the true topic of the investigation, Burisma and Hunter Biden. Hertz called the Prescott Police Department and officers filed a narcotics offense report listing items seized in the car, including a past plastic bag containing white powdery substance, a Secret Service business card, credit cards, and Hunter Biden's drive. License. It's a little hard to believe that Barisma hired Hunter Biden to resolve their international disputes when he could not resolve his own dispute with Hertz rental car over leaving, leaving cocaine and a crack pipe in the car. I said, I'm
1: not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. Yeah. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours.
5: I looked. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money.
1: Oh, son of a. Yeah. a yeah. Got fired. If the prosecutor's not fired, son of a B, they fired him a vice president of the United States of America, you, you're not getting the $1 billion. Why would a vice president want to fire a Ukrainian prosecutor? Who the hell knows about a Ukrainian prosecutor? Uh, the, well, the New York Times and everybody else tipped off quid pro quo Joe. By the way, we have great t-shirts on Hannity.com. I've never seen them. I've never seen any one item sell like these t-shirts. It's unbelievable. Hashtag quid pro quo Joe. Uh, With our friends at Nine Line. But why? Because his son is being investigated by the prosecutor. And his son is making millions. Zero experienced Hunter. Making millions and millions of dollars. How many times have I said this? I'm not sick of playing it, Linda. I could play this on a loop. Because this sham impeachment... This these do nothing, lazy, psychotic, raging anti-Trump lunatics. This is all they've done for three straight years. And they they deserve in three hundred and twenty six days what's coming. And that's you. We the people. You get to shock the world again. Pick your most hated fake news network and there, you know, whatever time of night it is, close to midnight, maybe 11 o'clock if it's a really good night. You know, we can now project Donald Trump has just been reelected the 45th president of the United States. Donald Trump Jr., number one New York Times bestselling author, is a brand new book out, Triggered. He's on the line with us. He's here with us. How are you, sir?
6: I'm doing well, buddy. Imagine Donald Trump Jr. turned in a rental car with crack paraphernalia in it. Imagine I got thrown out of the Navy in two weeks for blowing cocaine. Imagine I spent two years running from a woman who was chasing me for child support? I mean, imagine you. Imagine I took a billion five from China. How, how about this? Imagine I took $1.5 from China. You think the standard would be the <laughs> one, same? If thing? I took $1.5 you know, from China. If uh, I took $1.5 from China, they would lose. One and a, their free so you're talking about a dollar and a
1: half. You took a buck and a half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah by by the way, if you get a free cup Eric's of coffee wife, and you're in well,
5: China, what would you're done. With that? They,
6: they, they he, don't he, even. He, he, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you you can't even make this stuff up. I mean, and, and you're like, oh, no, kids are off limits. They can attack Baron. Uh, they attack Baron, and then you know that's not off limits, but uh, but Hunter is. You know, but the 50 year old child uh, of a guy. I, I mean, it's such. A right, right,
1: I can't it's take this. I, I can't take this. This child of Biden narrative that I do hear from people. This dopey. He's not a child. He's 49 yeah. years old. So let's well, Sean, cut the crap if here. If kids
6: are off limits, if kids are off limits, well, I didn't realize that when they spent two and a half years trying to throw me in jail because I took an unsolicited meeting. I mean, think about the difference, right? I didn't take millions of dollars from foreign governments that were corrupt and under investigation. I didn't, you know, sit on boards on businesses I know of, nothing about. Uh, you know, taking millions of dollars in income when I don't even speak the language. I mean, this is insanity, and it's the double standard by which they other plan, and they try to take anything they can to try to create some false equivalency about us, you know. And then it, it, the the left has lost their mind. Uh, you know, you see it in the sham impeachment. You see it in the nonsense. And you see it in the messaging that the media puts out there. Like Sean, I do this stuff a lot these days. I mean, it's it's pretty close to me, obviously at this point. And like, I didn't realize that when the media was screaming, "Well, the IG report found no bias." Like their definition of bias was like no one actually said the word bias so we're not really sure. They also don't talk about that the only part where they said there was no bias was they say well there's no bias in the way they started the investigation because there's basically no threshold to start an investigation like that. They don't say that there's no bias in any of the things that they did or any of the insanely biased actions of all of these corrupt members of the upper echelon of the FBI and all of those things. They don't say that there's no bias there. They just said, well, there's no bias in the beginning, and there's really a low bar. But the media runs with it like, oh, Ig Horowitz said, "There's zero bias. It's not nothing to see here, folks."
1: It's you know, you know, we're we're learning more about that too, which is you know a fairly stunning story about how Christopher Steele was actually working for a Russian oligarch with ties to Putin. How again, just like the dirty Russian dossier was the basically the entire application, and they all lied through their teeth. I I had the nicest article in my life ever written about me. It was written in
0: the American Spectator.
6: FBI agents. They're altering transcripts because they wanted to change not to was so that they can literally change and do the exact opposite so they can justify the ongoing. I mean, this is scary stuff. I mean, this is insanity. If this is going on in America in 2019, we wouldn't accept this going on in a banana republic in 2019. But it's going on here, and the media is pretending like, oh, there's nothing to see here. No worries. There's no issue here. Man, uh, you know, I, I've lost so much faith in our government in the last few years. But honestly, in the last hey, 10 hey days, Don Don, I've forget the so government. Much.
1: I've gained so much faith in the American people. I am pretty, oh, I I'm it. pretty convinced. By the way, they every
6: on. oh yeah, they say every. every the by the way, you get
1: business. the same thing I get, right? Everywhere you go, don't stop, the, keep fighting. That's what I get oh, everywhere yeah, I go. I
6: see it in New York City. I mean, I'm in you know, I'm in New York City. Even and like this is this is not a you know, bastion of conservative thought leaders. You know, and they're coming up to be like, honestly, Donna, you know, I'm a Democrat, but this stuff is insane at this point. I mean, the fact set, even even the minimal fact set that's sort of being put out there by the media because they can't hide some of the stuff anymore, even though they're trying desperately, Sean. Even some of the things... The- Even the limited stuff that's out there, like, man, this is really, this is scary stuff. Like, I can't believe this is going on. I will say, like, hey, before 2016, if you didn't believe in the deep state, fine, I get that. You don't want to believe in conspiracies. If you don't believe in the deep state and the disgrace that it is to this country, you're a moron at this point. Uh, You know, these, if they're doing it, the entire upper echelon of the FBI was involved. You know, those top 10 guys, I mean, what was going on here? And the amount of guys that are, like, the real guys, you know, the actual FBI, like, the door kickers. The amount of those guys that I've known, whether it's through competitive shooting or some of those things, or the guys that come up to me literally on the street, like, I'm, I'm retired FBI or I'm current. Like, you guys just keep fighting. I, it, this is a disgrace to our badge. This is a disgrace to our organization. And they're right because, of course, it is. But I don't know how people get faith back in these once great American institutions, Sean, because what they did, the crimes that they tried to perpetrate and almost got away with. Um, you know, and who knows? Maybe they still get away with it based on everything they've been able to do so far. Um, it, it's man, it's scary stuff.
1: All right. Stay right there. I, I will tell you, this is a remarkable moment in history. And I am I, I cannot believe that everything that we have said, everything that we have reported on is now vindicated. And it's yeah. worse than what we thought.
6: For two and a it, half years worse, And more importantly no one's talking about it they're like oh well you know no, there's no you know there's no retractions there's no we got this wrong there's no mea culpas it's just like well this doesn't work well for our narrative so we're not gonna even talk about this um and honestly whether you're a republican or a democrat you don't want this happening again because you know a couple of those guys nailed it be like hey this could very easily happen on the other side and whether it's the investigation stuff whether it's the impeachment stuff Uh, It it is uh, it is insane and it is uh, happening under our eyes. And We better wake up as a country.
1: Well, I think we are. I mean, that's the beauty of it all. But, you know, when you think of just how devastating everything, for example, they care about uh, they care about Russian interference, but only if it's Donald Trump. They ignore the dirty dossier. They care about election oh, interference you know, with hey, Russia. Hey, hey. Oh, hang on. Only if it's Donald Trump. Not if not Hillary's yep. dirty dossier. Not, uh, think about that. They care about obstruction, but not the subpoenaed emails deleted, the bleach bit, the hammers. They care about uh, election interference of foreign countries. Uh, we got a court decision in Ukraine that says it happened there, too. I believe Russia was involved. I believe probably a million countries were because they had access to her emails, top secret classified emails. Then we have the Politico outlines how uh, everything that they've accused the Trump campaign of, they did. That Alexandra Chalupa, DNC operative, walks into the Ukrainian embassy, uh, colludes with Ukraine to get dirt on your father and every associate in his life.
6: Yep. Uh, Well, I mean, listen, you, you played the Joe Biden tape. I mean, by by their own standard, is that not way beyond collusion? Is that not way worse than anything they're even saying that Trump did because there was actually because something actually happened? He's
1: bragging about it. All right. As we continue with Donald Trump, Jr., number one New York Times bestselling author is a brand new book out Triggered. And I'll tell you this for all the time. His 49 year old son. And I I love that. I haven't taken a penny from China. Yeah. Even his own lawyer said, well, no, he hasn't cashed in his uh, equity shares yet, (laughs) uh, which will be, according to Peter Schweitzer, he estimates over 20 million dollars. So he's lying again. I don't think there's been a dumber interview than the interview with Hunter on GMA. Uh, Do you have any experience in Ukraine? No. Energy? No. Oil? No. Gas? No. Why do you think they paid you? millions of dollars. I don't know. Do you
6: think maybe it's uh, no, because your father is,
1: is in charge of Ukraine policy? Yeah. You know what? Probably. Yeah, that's probably why.
6: I can't so that's believe an ABC it. ABC interview. So they're on their team and exactly. he had weeks to prep for this because he's been in hiding for you know for the entire time of this whole thing. But you know, hiding from the the person he knocked up to you know this, uh, I don't know, hide from alimony or whatever it is. But imagine he sp- he had weeks to prep for this interview to a home team source and that's still the interview he gave. That's still the answer. That, uh, that, to me, just tells me that the entire thing is so much worse than anything, because if that's the best they got, that's the best answer they can come up with. It means they all knew. It's just a big joke. And because the media will never cover them, because the media has decided to be the marketing wing of the Democrat Party, because of all of those things, they're just going to say, no worries, brush it under the table. You can do it again. Just lay low for a few weeks. That's all that's going on in here. It's it's truly a disgrace. And again, I see it. I see it from the American people. I see it through the stuff that just people that come up the streets wherever I am in the country. But honestly, these days, even in New York, I've swear i never
1: had it like this in New York. I've been in New York as lo- almost as long as, you, as as long as you. I was born here. Uh, thank God yeah. I got out for a lot of years. But honestly, in New in the streets of New York every day and you get it. I mean, it is if I didn't know better and I know it's impossible mathematically, although Rudy in a city of what, nine million registered Democrats, Mm -hmm. they outnumber Republicans nine to one. He's still one. But I will tell you, I've never seen anything like it. The people, the disconnect between those uh, uh, those people that are supposed to be the servants, those that Mm -hmm. have done nothing, those that are filled with psychotic rage, the disconnect between them And their constituents, it's never been like this. You talk about Triggered, your best, number one bestseller, New York Times book. They are triggered at the very name Donald J. Trump.
6: Well, it was funny when we were out on, you know, even on The View promoting Triggered, right? You know, that's an audience of 150, not exactly a hometown crowd if they're going to The View, as see me, right? So, you know, we even turned them when we started talking about some of the basic facts, some of the basic things that, you know some of these leftists, the the stances the that they take that they can get away with, whether it was you know whoopee with the nonsense defending child rapist Roman Polanski, whether it was the you know even their own audience sort of lost it, and I think that's what you're seeing on a large scale. Like even the people who are pretty liberal, even the people who are, and I don't want to say Democrat because there's plenty of good Democrats, I know hardworking Americans, they've been that way mostly, frankly, because their grandparents were Democrats, their parents were Democrats. Those are the ones coming up to me like, man, this. The Democrat Party has left me. Uh, and, And that can be no more evidence than by the policies that you see the mainstream leading candidates pushing. And they don't want to risk. I don't see any American walking into the voting booth. On November 3rd next year, and saying, you know what? I'm going to risk half my net worth. I'm going to risk my paycheck. I'm going to risk my job to give one of these lunatics a chance. I just don't see it, Sean. They may tell you that in polling because they're so afraid to say what they actually think because of the media. Okay, it's that whisper vote. But man, you're really going to do that? You're going to risk your job. You're going to risk your 401k. You're going to just. I, I got to let you go, but I will tell a president you. Who's actually delivering? I don't see it.
1: The people get the last word, Don. Not, 326 right. days. People get to shock the world, and I am counting down the days. And I think it's going to happen. But I take nothing for granted. It's always the two-minute drill. You have no timeouts. You're down by six. You get the 100%. touchdown. You hit the field goal. You win the game. That's what I want to have happen, and I pray does. Thank you, sir. Number one New York Times you, best-selling author now, uh, Donald Trump Jr. Eight hundred 800-941. Sean, you want to be a part of the program?
4: Nothing in the dossier is proven false. But in fact, the dossier said that there was a Russian consulate in Miami when there isn't. The dossier said that Michael Cohen had a meeting in Prague when he didn't. The dossier said that Michael Cohen's wife was Russian. She's, in fact, Ukrainian. And so as we sit here today, where you, I guess, got a tweet mentioning a P-tape, presenting yourself not as a partisan, hired by the Democrats to pursue the president, do you regret this tweet? Sir, I would be happy to put my this investigation up with any of the nonpartisan investigators. I just want to know if you regret the tweet, Mr. Goldberg. During my ten years as a federal prosecutor, do you regret it? I hope you read the evidence, and I think you can judge. You either regret it or you don't regret it, Mr. Goldberg. I guess you don't want to answer the question. You know what, Mr. Chairman? Earlier in this hearing, you said in your opening statement that there is nothing more urgent than impeachment right now. This is the most urgent thing we could possibly do. Well, you know what? If you're a senior right now and you can't. forge your prescription drugs, that's more urgent than this. If you're a manufacturer wanting to dominate the Western Hemisphere with the passage of the USMCA, that is more urgent. If you're a farmer who wants to open markets so that your family can survive and thrive, that is a lot more urgent than this partisan process. If you're a desperate family member watching someone succumb to addiction, solving the opioid problem, probably more urgent than this partisan impeachment. If you're a member of the next generation dealing with with the challenges of extinction and climate change, a budget that's out of control, driving up the credit card of young people in this country and what they'll have to pay back as a consequence of our poor decisions, likely more urgent. But House Democrats have failed at all of these things. Matter of fact, I'd say the only thing under the Christmas tree for most Americans would be a lump of coal, but I think they're against coal too. (laughs) The only thing under the Christmas tree for Americans would be impeachment.
1: Alright, glad you're with us. Eight hundred nine four one. 941 if you want to be a part of the program. News Roundup Information Overload. We'll get to your calls in mere moments. Uh, that was breakout star congressman, Freedom Caucus member Matt Gates of Florida, the panhandle Pensacola. That was uh, him not only addressing Nadler, but the Democratic Council at this impeachment Ukrainian coup attempt. One of the more interesting things that has been unfolding is the the trepidation that is now obvious with the Democrats in Congress as they've gone from four articles of impeachment down to two. Even CBS's Major Garrett says they're walking away from bribery and extortion allegations in full public view. So we have a nebulous abuse of power and obstruction of justice when there is a conflict between the executive branch of government and And the legislative branch of government, well, there is the right of this, in this case, the executive branch to seek remedy. The arbiter of such conflicts would be the judicial branch, which is what the White House has done as it relates to executive privilege. Why is executive privilege important? Because you have to be able to have honest conversations with the president without fear that anything that you say is going to be subject to some type of whim of political hacks like the compromised and corrupt congenital liar Adam Schiff. Anyway, joining us now is Congressman Gates of Florida. How are you, sir?
5: Thanks so much, Sean. It's good to be with you. And we've just received a notice that Democrats are going to mark up these articles of impeachment at 7 o'clock p.m. tomorrow. And so we'll have to really prepare for for that experience. And you're right. If you watch how the Democrats' claims have changed, uh, initially they were talking about a quid pro quo. Then they couldn't prove it. And so then they started talking about bribery. Now they can't prove bribery, and so now they're trying to go to abuse of power. They continue to move the goalposts because they have out ticked their coverage on the evidence, and I think we have proven that very effectively in the Intelligence Committee and in the Judiciary Committee.
1: I think it was a total, complete victory. Now, in the course of these, these hearings, both the shift show... And the Nutty Nadler extension of the shift show, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was only one fact witness that ever testified. Every other witness was either a hearsay witness or an opinion witness. And if we use the federal rules of evidence, none of which would be admissible in any trial or any court of law. And I have to assume the chief justice would abide by those federal rules of evidence. That would mean that only one person so far that has spoken either behind closed doors or in these public hearings would have the ability to actually be called as a witness. And that would be Ambassador Sondland. Now, he did offer conjecture. He did offer hearsay. He did offer two plus two guesses and opinions. But when it came down to the facts as he knew them, he did ask an open ended question of Donald Trump. What do you want in exchange for the release of the funds for Ukraine? I want nothing. No quid pro quo. I want them to do the right thing. Is that am I correct on that point?
5: You are, Sean. You can essentially break down Democrat witnesses into three categories. It's either hearsay, total conjecture and speculation, or it is a sincere, substantive policy disagreement. I think people like. Uh, George Kent, for example, people uh, like Ambassador Yovanovitch thought that the only rightful thing to do was what they wanted from a policy perspective. And because the president didn't share their view, they believe he abused. Well,
1: the last I checked, Congressman, the person that is the president and commander in chief, that would be Donald J. Trump, who was elected, duly elected by the people of this country and an ambassador is supposed to serve Uh, the president and his policies. Am I mistaken on that point?
5: You're not mistaken, but what you've just shared is an ideology that is not the controlling ideology of the swamp in Washington, D.C. You see a lot of these bureaucrats and permanent members of the diplomatic corps, they believe that no matter who the president is, it's their ideology. It's their view of the world that should dominate because they're the real experts. They're the real people who know everything. Well, Donald Trump ran on a campaign to change the way we do business in the world, to restore American greatness. And frankly, there are a lot of people in Washington, D.C., even in his own government, who resent him for that type of change. It's not impeachable. And I think we made the point effectively that if this is the new standard for impeachment, that you don't like how someone talks, how they do business, how they... conduct foreign policy, that you could just impeach them. Well, by that standard, we most certainly should have impeached Barack Obama for telling the Russians he'd have more flexibility after the election. By that uh, th- standard, you would certainly impeach Joe Biden if he were to make a statement that if someone investigating his son weren't fired, that they wouldn't be getting aid.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, in the case of Biden, I think that's probably a big factor in why they moved away from bribery and quid pro quo, because it only applied to Joe. Um, Now, the question is, do you believe that the Democrats, when do you expect the vote will take place in committee, which would be the Judiciary Committee? And when do you expect the vote would take place before the full Congress uh, as it relates to these articles of impeachment?
5: I believe by the end of the week, the House Judiciary Committee will report out the two articles of impeachment that, again, show a real retreat from the facts for Democrats. And uh, I think by the end of next week, you'll have the House of Representatives impeach the president of the United States. I called this, Sean. I called it back in January. As soon as these people took power, they were going to impeach Trump didn't care the reason, the country, the basis, the charge, they just want to do it to delegitimize our movement. We are part of the most powerful political movement in modern American history. And it is exciting. And the country is doing well. When you look at these economic numbers, I mean, the Trump economy is on fire. Investment from all over the world is coming here so that we have more jobs, so that we have more opportunity for people. And because they can't have a substantive debate with the president, because they have no potential presidential candidate who could possibly beat Trump, they're trying to do this. To depress us and demoralize us, but as part of the MAGA coalition, I would just say to the country, you know, we are going to continue to fight. You're going to see folks like Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, myself, continue to fight in committee and on the floor, and we are going to make the Democrats pay for what they are doing to well, our country. Well, impeachment
1: I'm fatigue is is kicking in, and uh, I think the biggest barometer uh, numbers that I see every day, which are cable numbers, and it's becoming a disaster. Uh, you've got fake news, CNN, if you can believe it, the numbers are at a three-year low. You have to work hard to chase away the few viewers that you do have. And even Area 51, Roswell, Rachel Maddow's conspiracy channel is is losing audience daily. We, we won by well over a million plus last night. Polls now are also showing, and I think this is even more in, indicative. You've got uh, firehouse strategies with Optimus. Well, the president had had close races in in battleground states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, but not now. Right now, Trump is up by an average of six percentage points in all three of those matchups, all hypothetical matchups, including quid pro quo Joe.
5: And, And it's even going to be better. When we pass the USMCA, it will be a major legislative victory for President Trump It will juice this economy yet again with optimism and buying power and expanded markets. And you're just going to see the American economy continue to take off the Democrats, the mainstream media, they tried to tell us months ago that we were going into a recession. the, The yield curve had been inverted, and so the American economy would crumble. Well, you know what? We have powered forward thanks to the great American worker and great American companies. And with Donald Trump continuing to serve as our president and getting the USMCA passed, we are going to see yet another American economic renaissance.
1: Have you had an opportunity to see the comments of the Attorney General Bill Barr yet today? Bill yes, Barr I saying the Attorney General. Yep. Go ahead. No. Nope, go ahead.
5: On he, the Attorney General is absolutely right. The Inspector General can dig up facts, but it is not for the Inspector General. To make a legal determination on whether or not there is criminally chargeable conduct, and the inspector general is only seeing one part of the case. Uh, Mister Durham has, I think, done a lot more investigative work into the criminal origins of the Trump Russia investigation. Well, that this was, was not,
1: not the man. Trump. I mean, there, was, as the attorney general pointed out today, and you know, I pointed out yesterday, the the inspector general is limited in his scope in as much as we only has the ability to look within the confines a very very small bubble even if you will of the department of justice and the fbi he can't go outside of that nor can he convene a grand jury nor can charges come out of it he just didn't make conclusions but he certainly didn't conclude or exonerate anybody he said well there's no smoking gun but that doesn't mean that one doesn't even exist
5: no absolutely right and i think that we're starting to see the pieces come together with the work that uh, Mr. Durham is doing to find out how our government persuaded other governments to do things that wouldn't be legal for our own government to do. And I believe they did it for political purposes because they did not want to see Donald Trump as the president. We have long been saying that the Russia hoax is not just a misunderstanding. It is a criminal enterprise intended to delegitimize the voters. Who
1: How many Donald Democrats do you see defecting beyond the two that didn't even support the inquiry?
5: I think we're looking at somewhere between two to five that won't be voting for impeachment. Um, But there will be no Republicans that vote for impeachment. Remember, it was Nancy Pelosi who said that impeachment would be horrible for the country unless it was bipartisan. My prediction is that the only bipartisan vote will be a bipartisan vote against impeachment, a rebuke of Nancy Pelosi's conduct against her own standard.
1: It seems uh, with Nutty Nadler in the committee, if he's not nodding off, pretty amazing that he falls asleep during his own committee. Committee hearing. I don't think I've seen that before. What is the feeling? Because it looks tense on, from the outside looking in.
5: Uh, it is tense, and it should be. Uh, you know, I am sick and tired of these people trying to uh, rig the rules and then insist on decorum against the Republicans. They literally had Democrat donors asking other Democrat donors what they thought about evidence that neither one of them had personal knowledge of. And we're all just supposed to sit there and watch while they're overturning an election? And so I did interrupt with my perspective and my defense of the president and if they continue to try to railroad the american voter i think that the country can count on the group of us that be out there fighting like jim jordan and john radcliffe and and debbie lesko and andy biggs Uh, we're going to be making our case forcefully
1: well there certainly has been a moment for you i think a breakout moment in terms of your leadership within the caucus stay right there matt gates congressman florida All right, final moments, and we'll get to your calls uh, after the news at the bottom of the hour with uh, Matt Gates. All right, so walk us through a timeline here, because um, I guess Congress is in session supposedly every day next week.
5: Uh, yeah, we have been told that uh, we are to be here in Washington and to expect votes. Obviously, our government is running out of money because instead of budgeting and going through the appropriations process, Democrats have been obsessed with impeachment and investigations.
1: So and when does the impeachment have, vote, do you think, likely get out of committee, get to the full House, send to the Senate?
5: It will take the rest of the week to get it out of committee. My suspicion is the impeachment will be out of the House uh, the following week, possibly as early as uh, as Tuesday or Wednesday, but, but possibly bleeding into Thursday. Uh, and then I suspect the Senate not to take it up. Uh, immediately. I expect that they'll come back after the holiday break. And uh, you know, then we. it remains to be seen how Mitch McConnell will treat this. Frankly, I'm of the view that it's so ridiculous and baseless that it could probably be dealt with on a motion for summary judgment. I don't think they
1: should do that. I think they should actually let these guys present their case. Let them present I mean, their but, case. And, and I'll tell you if, why, because everyone's going to say, see, it's a trigger No, it's awful for the country, but let people see how awful it is. Let them see there's nothing here because there's nothing. They have zero. They have zip. And then when they're done, then every Republican can in good conscience say, "Okay, we heard you out. Goodbye. It's over. And we'll wait for the next 10 times they try to impeach him. Because in 329 days, I guess now, uh, guess what? We the people have the final say, Matt Gaetz. But I got to roll. Thank you so
0: much for having me, Sean. If this is a counterintelligence investigation, who are they trying to protect? Who should they be trying to protect?
5: Well, if it's a uh, the threat outlined in the friendly foreign government information, you would be looking to protect the election process, right? Which would
0: include the candidate, campaign, the candidate, and the American people. Okay, so did they every brief Hillary Clinton about efforts to foreign? foreign influences involving her campaign, do you know? I've heard that, but I don't know for a fact. They did. Good for them. And they stopped it. Uh, Was there ever a defensive briefing given by the FBI, Department of Justice, to Donald Trump about the concerns? Uh, There was not. What would you call a counterintelligence investigation that never had a protective element? Um, I'm not sure. Sorry, Mr. Chairman. Okay, if, if without eventually trying to protect the entity Mm -hmm. being influenced, is it legitimate? It would depend on each fact and circumstance. Here's what I'm trying to tell you: If you're open up a counterintelligence investigation to protect somebody, you should do it. Did they ever try to protect Donald Trump from foreign influence? They did not brief him in. Is it fair
3: to say that
5: President Obama and his inner circle knew a lot more about the dossier and the scope of the investigation than President-elect Trump and his team? No, I don't think that's fair at all. You think that they were equal on as far as the briefing? As far as I know. They knew they knew the same set of facts, as did the leaders of Congress. There was no difference between what the FBI told the FISA court and what the Trump about the Trump-Russia investigation and what you told the new president of the United States.
1: What the FBI and the FISA application said in October of 2016. I don't remember clearly enough all that's in the FISA application, but we sure didn't lay that out for anybody. President Obama, President-elect Trump or the leaders of Congress. Oh, another call me lie, higher loyalty. Huh, Jim, Mr. Super Patriot? Wow, pretty devastating. Uh, all of which we're going to highlight tonight, like we did last night. We highlighted all of Schiff's lies. 24 now to the top of the hour. Joining us now, Jay Seculo. He is a counsel to the president, chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice. Um, you know, Jay, you've been a part of our coverage as well. Yep. You have been part of this ensemble team. You've watched us unpeel the layer of the onion. Everything we said has now been confirmed. Uh, premeditated fraud perpetrated on a FISA court for the per- using as the basis of their application a dirty of all things Russian dossier that we now know is unverifiable. The word ver- verified at the top of the at the top of that application. James Comey signed three of them. What James Comey just said there is factually inaccurate. A lie. He's been caught in a lot of lies in all of this.
7: Well, you know, it's interesting about James Comey because one of the things that Horowitz said, uh, Lindsey Graham who's done a great job on this, uh, it, it asked the question about, um, you know, individual James Comey being vindicated uh, by your report, and Horowitz said, nobody who touched this should be deemed vindicated by my report. So I think that was number one. I knew this was going to happen. I knew as soon as Horowitz were to testify and explain— what he wrote in those 470 pages, that the truth would come out. But one of the ones that's getting overlooked was a question that Lindsey Graham asked Horowitz. He said, was the FBI agent spying on Donald Trump when he went in there? In other words, an FBI agent was sent in uh, purportedly to brief the president. Horowitz, it was a pretext meeting, the process by which they have to do these meetings. And then he says, and this is what's so interesting about this, If you don't have a, Graham says, if you don't have a foundation for a warrant, then you can't just pick up and go. And Harwood says the incident, the event, the meeting was a briefing. And the FBI considered and decided to send that agent there to do the briefing. So the agent was actually doing the briefing, but was also using it for the purpose of investigation. That is outrageous. That is spying on Donald J. Trump. There's no, I mean, and there it is in black and white. Then Christopher Steele. Is it fair to say that he there was a political that Steele had a bias against Donald Trump? And then he goes through the whole how it was paid for, paid for by the Democratic Party. It was unreal.
1: Well, I think all of it is. I mean, and and this is the point. Let me go back to um, Michael Horowitz saying that the IG report did not. Vindicate anyone who touched this Which was the main talking point Of the media mob when this thing came out But he's only looking at this In a very narrow He has a narrow purview here Like he's in a bubble because His authority only extends to The FBI And to the DOJ
0: The FBI Former FBI Director James Comey Said this week <clears throat> that, that your report vindicates him. Is that a fair assessment of your report? Um, I, you know, I think the activities we found here don't vindicate anybody who touched this. Okay.
7: Yeah, I mean, that's that, Sean. That's what I was saying. It doesn't vindicate anybody. And now we've got Durham who's really looking at all of this. So I, I think the reality is that um, these guys, like you said, you, you know, the right to remain silent. I would be quiet if I were these guys. And then, of course, what's happened, the FISA abuse, the abuse, by the way, on the court itself is breathtaking,
1: breathtaking. Why have we not heard from the FISA court judges that were, well, lied to repeatedly and given false information? Because the law also requires, let's go back. I want to play for you first as I ask this question. And I want to play for you what Rod Rosenstein has to say about The FISA warrants and it's an affidavit, career law enforcement, and and you have to have it verified and you swear to the best of your knowledge it's true and we now know it was unverifiable from the get-go. Through the prism of this, I want you to answer that question. The way we operate in the Department of Justice, if we can accuse somebody of wrongdoing... (laughs) We have to have
5: admissible evidence and credible witnesses. We need to prepare to prove our case in court. And we have to affix our signature to the charging document. That's something that not everybody appreciates. Uh, There's a lot of talk about FISA applications, and many people that I I see talking about it seem not to recognize uh, what a FISA application... A FISA application is actually a warrant, just like a search warrant. Uh, In order to get a FISA uh, search warrant, you need an affidavit signed by a career federal law enforcement officer who swears that the information in the affidavit is true and correct to the best of his knowledge and belief. Uh, and that's the way we operate. And if it's wrong, sometimes it is. If you find out there's anything incorrect in there, that person is going to face consequences.
1: That Now, when you hear that, and now we know it's unverifiable, we know they never went back and corrected the record, and they just doubled down on something that was nothing but pure nonsense to secure these warrants, to backdoor, as Bill Barr said, uh, th- into the everything world Trump, which is the campaign, the transition team, and deep into his presidency.
7: Well, I think that's right. I mean, this is the whole problem. I mean, the, the the entire process from start to bottom on this was was outrageous. You know, Sean, there's another aspect. You have laid it out very well, but there's another aspect of this. This lawyer they talked about that doctored the email to the FISA court.
1: Guess whose team he worked on? Bob Mueller. It's a great point. So let me ask you what you think happens here. Now, I'm, I'll go back a little bit. Because Bill Barr, I, I think this interview that he did with both, well, Pete, Pete uh, Williams at a- NBC, and then later with the Wall Street Journal, and the claims of collusion against Trump were baseless, yep. and it's inexplicable that Obama and Brennan talked to the Russians, but they wouldn't talk to Trump. A point that Lindsey Graham made, and the IG scope is narrow, and uh, as we learned today, Horowitz did not decide about improper motive with the limited information he had, and you know, one big fact that I found interesting is Comey refused to re-up his classification to be asked about such matters. And the FBI withheld information from the courts. They relied on the bought and paid for sham dossier that was unverifiable. And, you know, and it went on and the FBI case fell apart. And then add to that, Jay, they withheld exculpatory evidence and add to that, that they actually altered uh, information that they presented to the court.
7: So here's what Bill Barr says, the attorney general in the United States. He said they hid information about the lack of reliability, even when they went the first time for the warrant. But, But in January, he says, after the election, the entire case collapsed. When the principal source says, I never told Steele this stuff, and this was all speculation, and I have zero information to support this stuff. At that point, when their entire case collapsed, what did they do? They kept on investigating the president well into his administration. This is the indictment of James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Bruce Orr, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and then go back a step further and others we don't even know who they are.
1: How is it possible we went through the Mueller investigation and they didn't find this?
7: And then, I, you know, I, I said that on my broadcast, $40 million, 40 FBI agents, Eighteen lawyers, and not, they didn't know any of this. We did get a little hint. Remember that little note in the in the report about a lawyer being, you know, removed from the. the, the but they said it was he was a functionary. Not really. Evidently, look. I think Bob Mueller was absent without leave, um, and I think he let the prosecutors run the shop. And look what you got. Look at those articles of impeachment, if you want to call them that. I, you know, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress for exercising your constitutional privileges. You talk about weak. That's not even realistic. But do you know what is realistic? Bob Mueller's report's not in it.
1: You know, that, that that's such an interesting point. All right. So where do you see when as as I don't think the attorney general would be saying what he said in these interviews? I don't think that Durham would be saying what he's been saying um, without them having. Lockdown down evidence already that is damning about a much broader, much wider conspiracy. And that has taken them across the pond yeah. to Great Britain, Italy and other countries, which I believe in the end is going to, you know, as Jim Jordan said, we had four people spied on. We thought only two or three. But no, now we have more. But more importantly, did they outsource spying on yeah. Americans to to friendly uh, intelligence agencies, allied agencies for the purpose of circumventing American law.
7: So I think I think John Durham's statement is the best statement. He says he has the utmost respect for the mission of the Office of Inspector General and the comprehensive work that went into the report prepared by Mike Harwitz and the staff. However, our investigation is not limited to developing information from within component parts of the Justice Department. That's very important. It's you know- not limited to just speaking to people at DOJ who will agree to speak to them. Our investigation, talking about Durham's investigation, has included, and this is important, our investigation included developing information from other persons and entities, both in the U.S. and outside of the U.S., based on the evidence collected to date. And while our investigation is ongoing, last month we advised the inspector general that we do not agree with some of the report's conclusion as to the predication. And how the FBI case was opened?
1: Where's this all going? We'll ask Jay Seculo on the other side of the break. we at a final moments with Jay Seculo, chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice and the counsel to the president. All right. So I guess sometime in the spring or early summer, we're going to get the Durham report. In the right. interim, is it likely? Do you hear as you read between the lines all these years you spent as a lawyer, high-profile, twenty-some odd cases argued before the U.S. Supreme Court? What are Bar and what is Barr and Durham signaling in their statements this week?
7: That they're doing a comprehensive investigation that goes beyond the scope of what the inspector general had authority to conduct and capability to uh, to conduct. So I think what you have here is you're going to see a U.S. attorney. That has really turned over every rock, and we're going. We are going to find out what took place here. Not only the irregularities, many of which have been pointed out by Horowitz, but how this originated, why it was wrong when it was originated, and who's to be ultimately held accountable. I think there's going to be a lot of accountability.
1: Well, I think there needs to be. Jay, they near they nearly were successful in undoing. A duly elected president, his presidency.
7: Look, they're, 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 they haven't given up yet, although these articles of impeachment basically are a give up. But look, they tried. They continue to try. And the presidents remain strong. And the Mueller report went nowhere. These articles of impeachment in the Senate will go nowhere. And that's going to be the end of this. And then we'll be on to the next fight. And the next. But do I think they stop fighting this president? No, I do not.
1: They're talking about if he wins re-election after he's not convicted in the Senate, well, we'll, we'll impeach him again, even if the American people uh, vote to put him back in office.
7: I, I think that the risk. I think that's a lot of talk and a lot of yakking and a big mistake.
1: Well, don't you we think there's nothing here either, Jay? First, it was a quid and a pro and a quo, but that was really only Joe. That and bribery. And, and then bribery and extortion, and then they reduce it to the, oh, well, the executive branch is is protecting executive privilege yeah, and they're you seeking about, remedy let me
7: Tell you about abuse of power. You want an abuse of power? Uh, Professor Turley said this. He's 100 percent correct. I'll tell you what an abuse of power is writing up an article of impeachment about obstruction of Congress when you're exercising your constitutional rights. The Supreme Court in a long line of cases has said you cannot be penalized for exercising rights you have under the United States. Well, Jay,
1: when you have three branches of government Division. and the executive and, and the legislative branch are in conflict, well, that would be the purpose of seeking remedy in the judicial branch. That's called...
7: Listen, on Friday, we're going to find out because I've got... As you know, Sean, three cases for the president, two up there on substance, uh, one up there on a stay, which may be converted to an order, uh, and those cases may well. We may know Friday. I think we will know Friday if they're going to hear them or not, and they will be the three biggest cases the Supreme Court has ever taken, if they take them, on the issue of presidential authority, Article 2, separation of powers.
1: All right, J.A. Sekulow, uh, counsel for the president, chief counsel, American Center for Law and Justice.
8: Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not tired of fighting Donald Trump and his many, many impeachable offenses. And I'm not tired of tr- speaking truth to power. I will never tire of that. But I am so tired of being lied to by a president. And I'm, I'm tired that the entire Republican Party thinks that we are all stupid. I mean, this has committed obstruction of justice, abuse of power, bribery, obstruction of Congress, and the American people know this. And we also know the Republicans are picking party over country. The Republicans mention Vice President Biden's son, or when they attack the whistleblower, or question the patriotism and motivation of Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, a soldier who earned a Purple Heart in the service of our nation. Yeah. They think that we are all so stupid that we'll believe them. Well, guess what? We see right through their lies and bullshit.
1: All right, there you have the Freak Out Squad known as uh, the job is so hard. I mean, I'm so tired. I'm an actress and everything and you got to you got to sit in the trailer for hours and do nothing and and you, then you then you got to go on camera and actually work for a minute or two and then they, they then you wait some more and it's hard. It's really hard work. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, the, oh, did you hear what she said too? It sounded like Ashley Judd. Remember when she was saying I, I can't even repeat it. Can't repeat what she said either. Because I'm gonna repeat it and then I'll get in trouble.
9: My name is Ashley John. Ashley John is and here! I, I am a nasty woman. I'm not as nasty as a man who looks like he bathes in Cheeto dust. A man whose words are a diss track to America. Electoral college sanctioned hate speech contaminating this national anthem. I'm not as nasty as Confederate flags being tattooed across my city. Maybe the South actually is going to rise Again, maybe for some, it never really fell. I'm not nasty like the combo of Trump and Pence being served up to me in my voting booth. I'm nasty like the battles my grandmothers fought to get me into that voting booth. I'm nasty like the fight for wage equality. Scarlett Johansson, why were the female actors paid less than half of what the male actors earned last year? See, even when we do go into higher paying jobs, our wages are still cut with blades, sharpened by testosterone. Why is the work of a black woman and a Hispanic woman worth only 63 and 54 cents of a white man's privileged daughter? This is not a feminist myth. This is inequality. So we are not here to be debunked. We are here to be respected. We are here to be nasty. I'm nasty, like my blood stains on my bed sheets. We don't actually choose if and when to have our periods. Believe me, if we could, some of us would. We don't like throwing away our favorite pairs of underpants. Tell me why are pads and tampons? Still taxed. Ooh, that was a brand name. Why are tampons and pads still taxed when Viagra and Rogaine are not? Is your erection really more than protecting the sacred, messy part of my womanhood? Is the blood stain on my jeans more embarrassing than the thinning of your hair?
1: Uh. Anyway. <laughs> What can I tell you? And then the mob and the media as corrupt as they are. Uh, By the way, a quick hello to our friend, Charlie Kirk. Um, Charlie is uh, the person running this organization, Turning Points USA. Um, I do not accept many speaking engagements at all because my work schedule is insane. This will be my last day of programming uh, before I take my long Christmas break. Um, And it's the only time of year I take a long break. And uh, anyway, but I am it's such a, a worthwhile cause organization. And I wanted to go down because you have a, a bunch of incredible young people that are a part of this organization. The next generation, you know, when when Hannity goes off into the mausoleum one day somewhere, Hannity's America's mausoleum. Well, there'll be people like Charlie Kirk and uh, Candace Owens hol- holding down the shop. Um, your organization has grown by leaps and bounds, and I'm going to be speaking somewhere, someplace to your group,
10: undisclosed location uh, this week. That's right, Sean. It's an honor to be on the show. Thank you. And with so much going on in the news, uh, it's quite a week to be doing this. And the president will also be speaking uh, Saturday evening. And uh, we're honored to have you there and to have thousands. Well, that of thousands really of good students. thing
1: I'm going before him because I don't want to speak after him. I mean, you see his rallies when and his close as a We are one glorious nation under God. We are one united American family. It's great close. That,
10: that's, that's right. And it's just so against the media narrative that you do such a, a good job of, you know, pointing out their hypocrisy and their absurdity when you have over 4000 students uh, to assemble over Christmas break uh, in an undisclosed location. It might be South Florida. It might be somewhere else. But. Uh, to rally around America, to rally around the Constitution and to support our president in the midst of this impeachment fight. And it's a great honor to have you, Sean. Uh, we take that as a serious compliment to the work we're doing. And
1: no, your it, well, what that, you're doing. So, so you got four over four thousand. How many will be at my speech, like one a, a hundred or two hundred, maybe?
10: Well, we're going to try to have more at your speech (laughs) and the president's speech, but no guarantee we can pull that off. Well, if you pull that uh, off,
1: you know, I'll start thinking about 2024 if that happened. But that's not going to (laughs) happen. So I don't have to worry about it.
10: Well, Uh, you know, it's going to be amazing. Well,
1: I will say this. It is when I hear you got four thousand kids coming to an event. You're right. Over Christmas holiday. And there are some towns, by the way, that hate my guts because of my coverage of spring break and Panama City Beach in particular. But what I didn't like is you had all these, you know, criminal elements coming in with these drugs. And these kids literally are dying and there's nobody there to really protect them. And nothing's organized and no good is really happening for those kids. And but you had people specifically going in with drugs manufactured in their backyard with God knows what. And kids were dying. So I wanted to do something about it. But when you have kids that get together and they love their country and they want to do well for their country, That you know what, you should be very proud of all your success.
10: Well, thank you, Sean, and you'll play a big part of that. And just to be able to rally against what the the left is doing and the Democrats are trying to impeach this president, it goes right against the narrative that you have young people, students, the next generation standing up against this scam impeachment uh, with people like you and the president that have done so much for our country. So it's gonna be an amazing weekend and uh, truly historic in many different ways.
1: Well, look, we appreciate it. And I really I really do look forward to going down there. Um, I don't get to go out on the road like I used to. I don't have the time. I would love to. But when I see a group of 4000 kids like you've been able to assemble, um, that that makes me feel good about where the country's headed. I look forward to seeing you all uh, later this week and uh, wish you all the best and congratulations on all of your success.
10: Thank you. God bless you, Sean. And thank you for what you do for our country. It's a truly an inspiration.
1: God God bless you too. All right, my friend.